So funny thing happened on the way to the coffee room. I ran into David Cook. What's up? How cool is that, right? That is a, a little taste of David Cook's new single. It's called Criminals. It's from his new album, Digital Vein. We're going to play that song in total in just a little bit. But I uh, literally stole him from the Pulse studio, <laughs> dragged him down the hall to our studio here on OutQ, um, and so said, okay, we're not even going to take a commercial break. We want to thank Jewel for joining us. Isn't she a great lady? Um, but now we have to get David Cook on because I haven't <laughs> seen you in a minute. I know. And uh, it's so funny. I just downloaded your record yesterday. No wow. exaggeration. Well, thank you. Just downloaded it yesterday. And it's exactly, I, I said to you off the air, and I'll say it to you in front of the whole class, it's exactly what folks like me who dig you wanted. Well, thank you very much. I, I uh, This record was... Uh, it was a process, you know, I started writing it not really sure if I was ever going to finish it. Um, I think going through the last record uh, at, a, at a time when I was also kind of processing some personal stuff and um, it, it really tested my resolve to want to make music at all. Um, and, uh, and so I started writing this record just thinking, ah, I'll just write and see if it's fun. And if it's not fun, then I don't know, I'll go sell insurance or something. And, and uh Thankfully, you know, it, it, it was an enjoyable process. I think that was just the mantra. Like, if it's not fun, let's not do it. And uh, I had a blast making this record. And, and so to hear that, that it's kind of coming out, uh, that that's coming across in the recording and people are enjoying it is, uh, is kind of the name of the game. Well, what I like about the record is that it's uh, no bullshit, no frills, not trying to reinvent a wheel, just make the wheel spin really fast. Yeah, I'm not usually a, a, a big fan of bullshit. So, uh, you know, and I think... Um, my my production style, you know, this is my first record in a long time, really producing, and and uh, I, I attack it that way. I've, I've learned, you know, I, I don't like um, uh, instrumentation for the sake of instrumentation, and so I felt like with this record, everything has its place, has its purpose. Mm. Um, and, and oddly enough, I hear like a lot of fans, you know, when we released on Friday, we did an album release event, and the word I kept hearing was lush. Production. It's a very full, meaty sound. And there's not a lot going on, which uh, is, is kind of counterintuitive. Like a lot of the songs, you know, the instrumentation is pretty sparse and open. And um, so, uh, yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of learning as I go here, which is awesome. Well, that's, you know, evolution is good because yeah. it means you're not static. But, exactly. So it's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated to hear more about where you've been in, in the last uh, period of time. Um, and even without knowing it, um, what you're willing to share, I'm a, a little not surprised because if I remember the backstory well or properly, mm -hmm. you kind of stumbled into this entire life at the behest of your late brother. Yes. That, that he uh, really wanted you to try out for Idol. Uh, my, my little brother had wanted me uh, to try out. My older brother had always been... Uh, a huge supporter. I mean, long before the whole idol train left the station, um, I remember like him getting really mad at me one time because like I didn't send him one of my records in the mail fast enough. You oh, know, man. remember the days of yeah. sending records in the mail, y'all? Yeah, yeah. I mean, remember Those the days. Are good of, days. Remember the days of records. Yeah, you know, um, such a huge you know supporter and and uh, so yeah, I, you know, I think um, it, it's just I, I I wanted that energy. You know, on this record, that energy, like like that green behind the ears, like oh man, I get to make a record, and it's gonna be awesome, and 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 because I, I felt like I'd kind of lost sight of that, and um, 
digital vein is just it's just that it's just me and 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 my friends having fun making music which well it's funny because when i think about the songs that i really loved from from the previous records mm -hmm. I think about Barbasol. Yeah. I think about uh, Permanent. Mm -hmm. I think about really um, uh, the singles were always good, but I think about the songs that seem to appear on the record because you fought for them to be there. Yeah. <laughs> Barbasol being one of those. Barbasol sure. being yeah, one yeah. of those. But Barbasol, I always liked that song because it was just a, a barroom stomping jam. Yeah, that's... which I really liked about. And I always thought that the your your previous label totally screwed the pooch when they didn't release Permanent as a single. Um, because that was the number one record. <laughs> that was the number one record, y'all. You said it, man. You said uh, you know, it. I mean, <laughs> why would anyone listen to an old queen like me? I've only been in the business for 32 years. <laughs> anyway, David Cook joining us here. Um, okay, so what um, what do you hear when you listen to these songs? Because when I, li I, I downloaded the record yesterday, mm -hmm. And I heard um, what could have been your first record. It, it had the energy of a first record. Yeah. It had a little bit of this. I almost feel like you tricked yourself into forgetting what you had done previously because there's something kind of almost weirdly innocent about some of the songs. Um, I really tried to get out of my own damn way, I mm. think, on this record. Um I think anybody that's worked with me will tell you I have a tendency to overthink and overanalyze, and yeah. and uh, and uh, and so this one it was just um, get out of my own way. Um, I want it. I, I I just I wanted to try things. I wanted to feel free to experiment. Um, and so even in the in the in the writing process, you know, to take the blinders off and and uh, be inspired by things that that weren't so internal, like you know, a song like Kiss and Tell. Uh, is about like a news article I read, you know, and, and I, I, I've got no personal experience to associate with that song, but nonetheless was inspired to write that song. Mm. Um, and, and, and that really is a process that I, I hadn't used since Analog Heart. And so um, it was fun to kind of get back to that. And, and I feel like, um, you know, you talk about like, it kind of felt like a first record. I, I, I think it's because of those kind of things, like being able to attack it um, with, with more of an open heart. Do you feel like there, when I listened to the record again yesterday, I thought, okay, um, a good amount of time has passed. Mm -hmm. Enough time so that um, you could be introducing yourself to people for the first time. Sure. Because not everybody is an American Idol historian yeah. <laughs> and i'm sure you're really happy about that ah uh, well you know it, it's uh nothing I, wrong with the way you uh, came to us right. but but you know you don't want to live and die by one thing for the rest of your life sure and absolutely so, not was there any part of you that stopped and thought i may have wanted things to happen in this time or that time or whatever time but this is turning out to be a good amount of time because of that gap yeah i um I didn't think about the gap too much. I think only in the sense of every record is a reintroduction. I mean, and, I mean, Jesus, like people's attention span is shorter than ever, and I've I've said this a few times. Like it's it's so easy now for people to hear your music. There's so many avenues to be heard, and there's so few ways to get people to pay attention. And uh, and so in a sense, like you know, you see a lot of artists, uh, you know, on the popular spectrum that are like 
they're constantly touring and constantly putting out singles and then the records are almost an afterthought because you constantly got to have that machine going and and uh but i still love records i still love making albums and mm. um and so i i i'm a bit archaic i guess in that sense no it's cool because this record sounds like the kind of records i used to buy when i was your age and younger <laughs> um and 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 so uh, it kind of gives uh, the old dogs who hear it a little bit of hope that music is cyclical, because I, because I think a lot of young people are going to really dig this record. And I, I hope think, so. And I think that will bring them back to the basics of what pop and rock and roll is supposed to be, which is just good songwriting. That, and that's a good, you know I think I, I moved to Nashville just over three years ago, and um, I'd kind of had the mantra. Uh, you know, a different mantra kind of pounded into my head, kind of going through, you know, the industry and living in LA and all that stuff and moving to Nashville. And, and, and all of a sudden it's just like song is King. Doesn't matter who wrote it, but if it's a great song, it's going to get heard. And, and that was so, uh, that lit a fire under my ass for sure. Cause mm. it was just like, Oh God, finally, you know, I, I, I felt immediately at ease, immediately at home. And, and because uh, I moved to Nashville to start writing, not just for myself but for other people, and um, it's been such a creative space so wait, for wait, me. Wait, 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 stop. Okay, I'll stop. <laughs> Why were you looking to write for other people? Um, another creative outlet. You know, I think it's it's. Um, you were really cashing out of being an artist. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah, I think at the time, I, I. I <sighs> I, I look at it this way, man. Variety is the spice of life, and writing for for me and only me uh, felt started to feel a little monotonous. Like it was just like okay, like you know, and especially I think when you go through a label system, there's an avenue for you, and you got to try to stay in that avenue, or or really run the risk of pushing the envelope and mm. stepping outside. Because if you step outside and they don't like it, then you're screwed. Yeah. Um, so writing for other people kind of allows me to do something else, you know, and in Nashville, like I'm, I'm writing a lot of country music, which is like, who knew I'd be doing that, but I love it. And it, and it kind of allows me to come back to my own stuff with, with, with some freshness attached to it. So what are you learning about yourself as a songwriter doing this? What do you, what, because hearing again, not a surprise because to me, country music is the last place where if you don't know how to play, you don't get to make a record. Yes. If you don't know how to sing, then listen. Yep. So it's it's the purest avenue of music right now. When you when you strip all things away and you write country music, which is this pure music mm -hmm. form, what do you learn about yourself as a writer? I think it's forced me to really focus on on storytelling. You know, I think it's so easy sometimes to try to write metaphorically and ambiguously, you know, and, and, and hide behind 12 layers of that, you know, in your lyrics. But, uh, what I love about writing country music is everything kind of feels on the surface and it makes the story of the song a little bit more tangible and easier to relate to. Um, and that's, uh, that's a tool that I've had to, to kind of hone the last couple of years. So. And so when you then start getting inspired to write music for yourself mm -hmm. for your voice for your life are you writing differently for yourself then the whole process has changed i i i was kind of enlightened by a, an interview i i read uh from sia uh, a couple years ago where she said you know she just writes 
not necessarily for herself, not necessarily, you know. So a lot of times she'll start a song and be like, all right, I, you know, I'm going to write this song for Rihanna or <laughs> Kelly Clarkson mm-hmm. or whatever. And she'll get done and she'll be like, that song kind of means a little too much to me, so I'm going to hold on to it. That's where a song like Chandelier comes from, you know. Um, so I started attacking like that. I'm just going to write. And if a, if we get finished and the song really speaks to me, I might try to, you know, keep it in my backpack for a little while. And and uh, and that's really, you know, uh, where the, the, the bulk of this record came from that. was yeah. just like I'd write it like a song like Broken Windows. I wrote um, with a, a buddy of mine, Zach Malloy, and then Jerry Flowers, who plays bass for Keith Urban. That was a name drop, by the way. And uh, good name drop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're gonna drop a name. That's yeah, a good yeah, one. Yeah, right. Let me just pick that up. And, uh, <laughs> uh, Don't leave that behind. You'll need that later. <laughs> so we uh, we wrote this song, and it, and it was like a like an acoustic kind of swampy country rock song. And but lyrically, it was just like I love this song. But it didn't fit what I what you know what I was doing otherwise, and so we went into production on that song and just started from scratch and revamped it. And so where that song sits now is miles away from where the demo is. Oh, and really? Yeah. And uh, um, but but I, I think again, you know, I and I learned this on Idol. I, I think a great song will come through no matter how you you dress it up, you know what I mean? And, and, uh, I felt like broken windows was just a great song. So I was, uh, I was glad it worked out. So it's David Cook joining us on the jolt. I'm Larry Flick and his new album is called digital vein. It's available right now. Um, so you've kind of, it sounds like you did a little bit of cocooning. You, you wrote and mm-hmm. wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote. Um, what's it like? How long did you go between doing shows gigging? We gigged uh, still pretty pretty consistently. Um, I think just in the sense of you know four years between records is a long time. A long time I, you know, yeah. I I don't want to completely become reclusive, and I do enjoy the road. Um, so we went out on a couple like you know month or two runs here and there, and and uh, did the weekend warrior thing for a little while. Um, re- really, just as a nod to you know our fans to let them know like hey you know we're still working here and we're working on something that, that, that I think is going to be big and, uh, and they stuck by it, man. And, and so last May, you know, we, we started a pre-order campaign for digital vein through pledge music. And I was nervous as hell, just like, how's this going to go? You know, cause I asked fans, I asked a lot of my fans through charitable stuff. And so to ask them, you know, one more time, Hey, you know, invest in something. And, uh, man, they answered the call in a huge way. Um, so it was, uh, it was great. So now, you know, we got Digital Vein out and, and to see uh, the energy behind it is... Uh, is, is People are feeling uh, it, man. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a it. new old feeling. So I'm excited about it and it, it definitely gives uh, gives us some energy to hit the road. Well, I have to say, you seem far lighter than you did the last time I saw you. Well, I feel... I, well, <laughs> uh, f- physically and, and mentally much lighter. You know? Well, it's good to see you. Right, right on, thank likewise. You for, I, I literally... Abducted this poor man from down the hall, so we have to let him run. No, but I love it, David Cook. You're welcome. Please, anytime. Absolutely. Uh, the album again is called Digital Vein, and uh, I promise we're going to hear the single right now in full without me chatting over it. Here's Criminals <laughs> on the Jolt.